Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I am Connor from the House of L. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. And we are stranded in a strange, hostile, far-off land called Australia. Also (laughs) very hot. Yes, a backwater. (laughs) Yes, a cesspool. But we have decided (laughs) to pass the time by reading Superman comics. Yes, um, and the point of difference for, I guess, our podcast is that I am quite a newbie to Superman. I know next to nothing about him other than, obviously, the pop culture um, fame that he has, uh, but I'm curious to learn more, so this is a, a good journey for me. And I am somewhat of a super fan who, you know, you put something with the word Superman on it in front of me and I'll probably read it. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I I enjoy all Superman, all eras. Um, I like to think myself familiar with all the versions of Superman. So, yeah, yep. There's a lot to to like absorb, Connor. So I'm assuming you have drenched yourself in just a vat of Superman goodness over the years. Being yes, a fan. yeah, uh, definitely just. Went down the rabbit hole. Uh, you know, I might I might get fixated with a particular decade or era, and I might just you know do that for a while or yeah. whatever I feel like. Really, it can be, you know, from a newbie's point of view, be kind of it can be overwhelming. I guess you know, knowing where to start. I'd I'd put yeah. it akin to uh, someone wanting to start collecting comics, so to speak. There's always that you know that abyss that you face you know whether i should follow dc marvel who should i who should i start following you know there's yeah. a whole history so yeah i can imagine it's the same for superman um i actually find superman is pretty easy to get into because he's had so many reimaginings and he is consistently written so you can just pick up that book at the start of an arc and sort of know what's going on until recently anyway because i have no idea what's going on in some books i'm reading but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and with these reimaginings, I'm just wondering, um when you say that, you know, almost like retconning, is that is that over a, a large or a um a large space of time or does it happen quite often? I guess where I'm getting at is are there super fans out there that get annoyed at the constant changes of Superman? Uh oh, there definitely is. Yeah. My my point of view is just uh, it's going to change again. So mm-hmm. just don't bother getting mad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it, it wasn't that frequent. Like from the, from his inception to the late eighties, it was all like retellings, but it wasn't any major like continuity shifts. Yeah. But then you got to 1986 with Burns Man of Steel. That was the first hard reboot that actively erased previous continuity and start right. on a fresh slate. And that was, I think, the next one after that, there was a couple of retellings which erased Man of Steel or took mm-hmm. from continuity, but then, like, people people still use Man of Steel as the starting point for modern Superman a lot. Yeah. Because a lot of people think it's the best one. Um, and then the next one was the New 52 hard reboot. And now... Right. New 52 is combined with the other ones, so, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, I, they, yeah, it's just whatever. 
Yeah, I, I guess the modern era has a, a penchant for for redoing stuff and, and reinventing themselves quite often. Um, before we tell our faithful listeners kind of what we have in store for this episode, uh, I'm just wondering as well, like uh, all the way back, back in 1938 to, you know, going through the 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, 70s, were there massive changes there for Superman? Um, there was changes like... Superboy, because originally Superman started off, like, he started being Superman when he was an adult, but then he, you know, had Superboy adventures in Smallville, and Mm -hmm. then stuff like he left Krypton when he was a toddler, not a baby. Those are probably the biggest ones, but the broad strokes were all pretty much the same. Like, there there was that one origin sort of retelling where he was a toddler, and he was Superboy, but that was, like... That was it, as far All as right. I know. Didn't um, Superman's powers fluctuate, though? I thought you were telling me a while ago, so one of our chats, that uh, he started His off... powers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I was... when I think of continuity, I don't think of his powers, because they're always all over the place. It just depends uh, on the writer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as time went on, stories, you know, when comics... Had more trouble selling, or they had trouble coming up with more stories because reasons. Hey, the war's over; no one's interested in wars. They just, you know, gave Superman more powers mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. stuff, um, which is, you know, is a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I, I'm more familiar again, as mentioned earlier, about um, uh, Superman, like in pop culture. So I lean heavily towards. You know, Christopher Reeve and, and, and how he's depicted then in the movies, like Superman's power set. So you get the, the X-ray vision, you get the flight, you get the super speed, um, you get him blowing, you know, freezing cold, um, you know, stuff like that as well. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to learn, yeah, to learn the other, like how he, like you told me stuff like he moved planets before. I mean, in the movies we saw him actually reverse time, which was, which is pretty cool. I'd imagine yeah. it would have caused an uproar with with fans. I'm I'm not sure. I guess I wasn't yeah. around at the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But the he because there's stories where he reverses time a lot in the comics, and there's some of my well, not reverses time. He goes back in time, and there's some of my favorite stories. But the key difference is they never ended in success of mm. changing the past. Whereas okay. in the movie it works, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, well, then he can just do it all the time. Yeah. Whereas in the comics, it's like, well, he keep trying, but he's always going to like not be able to change because causality and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I, look, so. I guess when when I was young, I guess I didn't think of the uh, implications of I what he did either. in the movie. Yeah. yeah. I was just in awe actually of what he did. Like you know, when he started turning the world the other way, <laughs> and my little mind was like. Wow, is that how you actually reverse time? You actually get the world to spin the other way? Uh, I, think, I thought it was very neat. I thought it was very cool. But obviously, as you get older, yeah, you start to start to question hmm. the um, the science yeah. behind it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, also as well, just wanted to say, uh, again, being a newbie, um, I have been I have been doing a bit of reading, Connor. I mean, you and I, we have talked off air as well. I, I've caught up to speed with Brian Michael Bendis' Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have read uh, from 
you know, from our previous episode of Action 1000, I have read the, the subsequent issues, uh, for Action Comics then, uh, and I think, I think one, Superman 1 of Brian Michael Bender. So I'm getting a bit of Superman comics uh, knowledge into me, Connor, so yeah. you've got to be uh, impressed with that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I also <laughs> finished the Man of Steel mini, and mm-hmm. uh, it was okay. I, I, yeah. I thought the last issue was good. All the, last, <laughs> all the other issues I was kind of like, eh. But I nah, thought the last right. issue was good. Uh, without making the podcast about it, I really liked the reasoning for... Mm-hmm. Lois and John leaving. Right, yeah. Yeah. It was less I mean, it was less yeah. like uh world threatening and more sort of just relatable. You know. Yeah. More more um Yeah, more more for personal growth for Jonathan, I thought. I thought it was good. I mean, like again, being a total ignoramus with, with Superman's <laughs> culture. Uh no, I thought it was a I thought it was a nice touch and, and uh, Yeah, and Superman I can, having I can, to let his son, you know. Yeah. Yeah, go on his and own that, path. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I mean, like, we're not going to obviously get into it, but I enjoyed yeah. it as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a solid. I thought it was solid storytelling. I mean, you know, lately it has been quite common to to kind of be quite critical of of Brian Michael Bendis, but you know, not being a super fan, Superman fan, uh, I thought he did a pretty good job with it. Yeah, and there's good reason to be critical of him. <laughs> oh, I, of course. I yeah. well, I haven't read. I have bought. Uh, the action comics up to current and Superman up to three because my comic shop ran out of Superman three. Uh, so I will, I guess I'll see how the rest of his Superman stuff is, but his, mm-hmm. he annoys me with the way he writes some other characters, but the way he writes Superman himself is fine to okay. me. This yeah. it feels like Superman, which like a lot of other characters he writes sort of stop feeling like. Yeah. The character. Right. Um, okay. Uh, that I was actually gonna. Because they, they all sorry. like sorry, I was they all have like the same way of speaking. A lot of yeah, characters, yeah. 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 That that is a massive that is a massive grot with me. Not not in particular Brian Michael Bendis, but you know voicings. Like I think voicings for characters are very important, and a good writer will yeah. flesh out a character and make them seem like an individual character. There's nothing worse not than reading their voice. Exactly, yeah. and there's nothing worse than reading a comic, or or not even necessarily the writer's voice, but just a voice. And and hearing that the same throughout all these different characters, there's nothing worse than that. I've read a few comics with that. Um, so yeah, I can understand it garnering a lot of criticism if if Brian Michael Bendis does that. Um, but yeah, it's um, but from all from what I've read, he has not done that with Superman mm. himself. Superman himself feels very much like yeah. Superman, so... Well, that kind of nullifies my other... Just just another quick final point here, Connor, as well. Like, you mentioned earlier, uh, be prepared for changes in Superman because things always change. What if Brian Michael Bendis, I, I'll put it to you then, what if he radically changed Superman again? Would you be upset like, with it? Well, I mean, the thing with Superman constantly being changed, he's never really been changed as a person that much. Mm-hmm. Even like a lot of people hate New Fifty Two, but I still found New Fifty Two to be like still Superman at his roots. Yeah. He was just more like early Superman, you know. Um, yeah. But like as long as Bendis doesn't change who Superman is, like if he's changing stuff like about the backstory, like Krypton and stuff, I don't really care because uh-huh. that always changes. So okay, that's that's the sort of yeah. 
or how he got his job at the Daily Planet. You know, it's stuff like that that's... A bit a bit incidental, although I yeah. would have thought Krypton would have been quite fundamental to a lot of fans. Well, Krypton is, but, like, how it yeah. gets destroyed is changing uh, all the time. Okay, right. And, you know, what uh, their society like is like changes a lot as well. Oh, okay, right. So... They're, yeah. they're kind of like a superior race, aren't they? Like a, a higher higher level? Of, yeah, they're of generally life. always... They're either, they're either, like, us in the distant future, or they're just a sort of... Yeah. You know, utopian, okay. nice place. Um, yeah, right, 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 right. Well, anyway, we um, we've got a couple of things up for tonight's episode, kind of. So, yes. um, what do we have for our faithful listeners tonight? Well, last week we covered Action Comics One Thousand, which was a good look at Superman as he sort of stands today, and just uh, some glimpses into what he's been in the past. And that was that was a huge new landmark issue, and now we've gone 80 years into the past, to the very beginning of it all, Action Comics number one. We are going right back down yeah. to the basics. <laughs> so just the opposite of last week, really. Mm, right, smack bang into the golden era. Yes, yeah, the, the golden age of so. the golden yeah. age. Mm. Uh, yes, and. Uh, it's quite exciting. So before we get into Action Comics 1, I'm just going to go a bit into how... Less of how this comic came about, because that's a lot of, you know, comic book company shuffling and stuff, and I'm sure some people find that interesting, but I'm more going to go into how Superman came about and how he came to be in this comic. Excellent. And I uh, will be the voice of the listeners um, in the fact that uh, I I will be learning as well. So uh, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. So, so don't treat like I've, I have a few books that I've uh, read a bit, like flick through, read a bit and I've used the internet as well, just to do some research on this. Um, I already knew a lot of this stuff. I was more just, you know, going over it again and taking mm-hmm. notes. So don't, don't treat my, treat my voice like it's God on this matter. If I, get, <laughs> if I get something wrong, it might happen. Um, if I do, feel free to let me know as usual. Yes. Um, but yeah, at gmail.com <laughs> send all your criticisms towards, towards Connor. No, 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 don't do that. Oh no, do it. <laughs> These are the hard facts I dug up. So first I'll go as to what sort of, influenced the creation of the Superman that appears here in this comic and, like, the Superman of that era as well. And this obviously applies to a lot of him in the modern era as well. But, yeah, there was... A, uh, have you ever heard of John Carter, Ray? Uh, there was a... Wasn't there a movie, John yes. Carter? Yeah. Okay. That movie was uh, a loose adaptation of a bunch of books mm-hmm. written back in the 1910s, I believe. Oh, wow, of, okay, uh, old, yeah pulp science fiction books, and it was about a guy called John Carter who wound up on Mars, mm-hmm. and due to the lower gravity there, he gained superpowers. Ah. So, you know, hey, he could jump. He was very strong. Sound familiar? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was, uh, they, they've, uh, Siegel and Schuster themselves have cited him as an inspiration. Uh, I believe this is, the next inspiration was Hugo Danner from Gladiator, and it was one of Schuster's favorite uh stories i believe okay gladiator so basically uh via chemical experimentation this guy gets superhuman abilities 
uh, you know, same sort of deal. I think he's like impervious to bullets. He's super strong. Mm-hmm. But uh, spoilers for the book here. So skip ahead like twenty seconds. Uh, <laughs> he grows like he sort of uh, he kind of grows like disillusioned with his abilities. He's always trying to do the right thing, and it keeps failing because the world's a bit of a cesspool. So he ends up like dying frustrated. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but that was an inspiration for Superman. I guess Superman was a bit more successful in his endeavors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like, and then there's the obvious stuff like Hercules. Yeah. Um, oh, he's he's good. I I do like Hercules in in the Marvel universe at least. Yeah, I more meant the mythical Hercules. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, oh, I mean, no, I think yeah, I think yeah, Marvel then. Hercules is pretty much mythical Hercules, right? Except he's alive. Yeah. Did he go yeah. crazy and kill his family, like in the myth, or? Yeah, it does. He does go into that. Yeah, I'm oh, okay. reading. Yeah, yeah. There's a really, really good run in the early 2000s. Um, I haven't read all of it yet, but uh, there, there's some dark passages there, so it's it's pretty good. Yeah, those Greek myths never ended happily. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it all ended just horribly. Yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah. Then we have uh, so specifically. Douglas Fairbanks portrayals of Zorro and Robin Hood were the inspiration of a Superman sort of swashbuckling, carefree attitude. Right. There's obviously other stuff there, like, you know, the cape. (laughs) Yeah. Well, see, Um, apart from the cape, like, I can't, I couldn't really, I wouldn't really pick up that influence with Zorro and Robin Hood. Um, I can, like, Hercules, I can understand. Uh, Okay, no, he's more take. Superman himself. Like his sort of personality is kind of reminiscent of those guys. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's a very sort of cheerful, you know. Yeah. Champion oh, well, of the downtrodden. Well, I guess, um, and we'll get into it. Action one, his his uh, personality and character is what I think is is a lot different to what you would see in pop culture. Like, you, yeah. Well, him being very gentlemanly and being very. You know, very decent in that sense. He's a he's a rough house in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, the George Reeves version is, uh, you know, probably the like in live action is probably the closest I can think of. Okay. This, I've never seen the Kirk Allen version. I know, shoot me. But uh, yeah, and then then we have Clark Kent, and again he was uh, the whole alter ego thing. And Clark Kent's, like, personality even were inspired by Zorro's true identity, Don Diego, and the true mm-hmm. identity of the Scarlet Pimpernel. Mm-hmm. And they were both sort of very humble, kind of buffoonish characters from what I have read, uh-huh. anyway, uh, which is obviously, like, a mask for yeah. their true, you know, Zorro and uh, the Pimpernel, you know, Clark Kent's like that. Yeah, um, generally, generally you'd see, I guess, in those well, these sorts of characters, you see um, a very conscious effort to make a polar opposite yeah. in character. So where you where you have a very dignified and very stalwart, you know, hero, yeah, you generally find, as you say, like a bumbling, bumbling person to really offset, I guess, um, their friends yeah. and such. Yeah, and uh, Scarlet Pimpernel, because I, I was reading. I, I've I've already read up on Scarlet Pimpernel in the past. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, uh, he's pretty much he, he established the whole hero 
with a secret identity and alter ego thing. Mm-hmm. Like he made it big, um, and he is a lot like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just like the Shadow is a lot like Batman, and a few other yeah, the Shadow, but yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it's interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I would thought that the Scarlet Pimpernel were there were a lot of parallels between him and Robin Hood. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, he, he started off a lot of the sort of, um, like, like, vigilante yeah. stuff, um, like, master yeah. vigilante anyway. Yep. And, uh, yeah. The, the, then we get stuff like, you know, the fact that Superman's an immigrant when they themselves are immigrants, mm-hmm. uh, we went into yep. that a bit last week. Mm. Um Gotta stop saying. Um. <laughs> uh, that's alright. And then, then there's like Superman's flight from Krypton strongly resembles Moses. I was I about think, to I say. I think everyone has sort of I, like put that together. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I thought I was pretty smart then. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty... sorry. Well, it, no. like, I guess everyone who really thinks about it has uh, yeah. maybe put it together. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a bit of a pet thing of mine that Superman's uses a Jesus character a lot. Ah, yes. Yeah, you mentioned. There's there's some valid arguments for that. Yeah, you much prefer him him to be closer to the people, so to speak, rather than have that divide, right? Yeah, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't Mm. be like a saviour, like a destined saviour. He should be, you know, like, the reason he is this good person, they're his choices, not any, he wasn't sent to Earth for that reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, he can still be the savior and not have to be. Exactly. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the, obviously there's some examples where they've done that. The Chris Serene movie, he sent to Earth to make it better. Uh-huh. Well, and to, yeah. you know, not explode. But, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. then uh, Schuster, the artist, he was a fan of strongman, strongman mm-hmm. athletes. He worked out himself, and he used a lot of fitness magazines as references for his art and the look of Superman, who's quite burly. Mm-hmm. Um, and looks very much like a strong man did back then in terms of physique. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, then I want to get to Lois Lane as well, because she's the mm-hmm. other major character that debuts in this comic. And she's oh, yeah. this podcast sweetheart. I'm excited. <laughs> because everyone yes. loves Lois Lane. If you don't love Lois Lane, what is wrong with you? Yeah, Lois Lane's good. Um, but she was. Inspired by a few people, but mostly, well, there, there was like a fictional series of movies about a character called Torchy Blaine, who was like a female investigative reporter. Torchy Blaine. Yeah, that's her name. <laughs> ah, awesome. And Lois Lane. Ah, cool. Yeah, he had. Well, he came up with it is he had a poster of Torchy Blaine. Or was it... No. He had something of Torchy Plane and something of a singer called Lola Lane, who also played Torchy Lane sometimes, and he just came up with Lois Lane from that. Yeah. And she was also well, inspired by the... Sorry, you go. No, no, I was just about to say the age-old um, Will Stan Lee was a big, big um, proponent of it, the old alliteration with the yeah. names, I guess. Yeah, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Peter Parker, you know, all that sort J. of stuff. J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we have the real-life uh, female journalist Elizabeth Cochrane Seaman. I don't know if I said that name wrong. 
unfortunately, she's not here with us anymore to tell <laughs> no, me no. if no, I no. got it wrong. Uh, but she was a huge pioneer and like for investigative journalism mm-hmm. and obviously female journalism as well. Like she would go undercover and stuff. Yep. And yeah. yeah. So and I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming all these figures uh, are quite um, independent and and quite strong. Oh, definitely, yeah, obviously characters. Because yeah, I mean one of the shining things about Lois Lane is is her fierce independence and tenacity. I think as an investigator, uh, again, just my le- my my observations from pop culture, and um, that's I think I think that's what makes her quite appealing. Is that yeah she oh, she will yeah she'll not take a backward step. Yeah, despite the fact she has no powers as well, which is, mm. I think, one of the reasons Superman is drawn to her. Uh, yep. that, that's one of my complaints with the Christopher Reeve movies is, A, she's useless in those, and B, she's just a complete jerk to him. That's the only yeah. last lane where I'm like, man, why are you interested in this person? But, <laughs> you know, we'll go into that when we get around to it. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, and they they got a model, Joanne Carter, to model and base Lois Lane's appearance off her, and Jerry Siegel ended up marrying her. Oh. Yeah. He what married you know? Lois Lane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So that that was Lois Lane, a bit less complicated to go into than Superman. Yeah. But, uh, oh, that's, that's quite interesting, actually, because, yeah, I mean, there are components of Superman, like influences-wise, you know, you can kind of guess or you know what about it i've yeah. never heard of lois lane's um influences but quite interesting to hear yeah and i mean she's the only other named character in this comic besides our pal butch who showed up recently mm. Mm. yeah that, and, and again look just touching base with our previous uh maiden episode uh yeah i, I did find it really cool how Action One is linked to Action One Thousand with that little short story of the car. Yeah, which is really cool. It was nice. Hmm. Now I'm going to go into. So we went to like what inspired sort of Superman. We talked about that a bit, but now we're going to how Superman got from his sort of creation to Action Comics Number One. So originally, I think a few people know this. Originally, in his very first iteration, he was a villain. Oh. Uh, called. Uh, in a story called The Reign of the Superman. Okay. I think that might have been in that documentary we watched, Connor. I think it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah and the, the, so it's about a vagrant named Bill Dunn, and he basically gets tricked by a scientist, in, an evil scientist, into consuming an experimental drug. And it gives him the powers of mind reading, clairvoyance, like a lot of mental powers, and he uses those powers for evil, profit... But then the drug wears off, leaving him powerless again. It was like a, it was like a, it was a short story in a sci-fi magazine mm. in 1933. And then because they wanted to make it big with, as comic guys, so they thought, let's make Superman, let's take our idea of Superman and make him heroic because those are the ones that always sell big. And they, you know, they had more of a passion for that anyway, um, from all. You know the stuff they're fans of. Mm-hmm. So they went. They went on for a few different versions of Superman, trying to get them published. Uh, the next one, it, it was pretty much the same. He was experimented on a science by a scientist, but he became bulletproof, super strong, and he fought crime instead of committing crime. And he wasn't bald. <laughs> yeah, original guy was bald. Lex. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. What if? What if Lex? <laughs> yeah. I'm, sh- yeah. They're, they're, I'm sure there's some sort of Elseworlds that does something with that. But then it went into... He is a scientist adventurer from the far future. Now, this is where it gets... This is where it starts getting really close. I mean, it's already pretty close when he gets the superpowers, but this is when it starts getting really close to what we see here. Mm. Uh, So, he's from the far future, and this is when humanity sort of naturally evolves superpowers. But just before Earth blows up, he escapes in a time machine to the modern era, where he immediately begins using his superpowers to fight crime. I don't know how that's going to prevent the destruction of your planet, but... Hey, whatever. But I, I like that. I like that uh, inclusion of you know time travel mm. instead. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. I mean, uh, uh, and actually, thankfully, it's probably good that they veered away from that in the final final origin for him because time travel can be travel can be really messy. I guess oh, you yeah. don't want to you don't want to get into that you know straight Definitely. away. Yeah, and then it gets even closer. So this version. And, like, every version I mentioned, they tried to pitch this, and it generally failed, or they were just developing this as their, like, mm. uh, pet project. Um, so how... how what What's the time span between these pitches? Like, are so these... there's about, like... Uh, there's, like, a year okay. in between a lot of them, and then two years until the uh-huh. final one, and they've just been trying to pitch the final one for ages. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll link where you can read more about it, because it's a lot of just, mm. like... It's just a lot of stuff where, like, they went to a pitch to this guy and they said no. Yeah. They worked on it a bit more than they went to pitch to this guy. He said no. They went to pitch to, yeah. So, um, uh, this one is Superman is sent from the future as Earth is exploding the current Earth mm. by his dad, I might mention, when he was three years old. And this, that's used in a very famous Superman story in a bit of a twist. Which I didn't get at the time until I found this out. I'm like, is that a reference to this mm-hmm. version? So, yes, I found that very Hang interesting. Hang on. So, Superman goes to an Earth that's about to explode? No, Superman is from the future. Oh. He's sent by his dad back in time yes. when he's just three years old. Yeah, oh, okay. To Earth now. Right, which okay. Is a very, which is the same thing that happens in a really famous story. Mm, okay. Um... But yeah, uh, Sam and Molly can't find him, leave him in an orphanage, but come back and adopt him because they feel bad. <laughs> they name oh, I him... love that. <laughs> I love that reason. <laughs> yeah, they name him Clark and tell him he must use his powers for good. And that's where they also wrote a story about Superman having to pose as a star football player, which makes it into an early action uh-huh. comics issue. And he, oh. in, in this pitch, they had he had his costume for the first time. It wasn't designed, but it was mentioned that he had a costume. Yeah, that he used. Then that's that's I'm sorry. Superman is a star football player. That that motif has uh, resurfaced every now and again, hasn't it? I'm sure I've read that somewhere. It, it has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, um, but this, this uh, John, is, John Burns, right? Is yeah. John Burns, man. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then this is like the sort of the last development that happened before they actually got it published, or like the last we know of anyway is they came up with Clark Kent and they got the S on the chest for Superman. Mm-hmm. Him being an alien and the name of the planet was Krypton. And that was, was that, sorry, was that S back then 
you said it was for Superman, but was that then for that sign for hope as well, or that was later on? That was later on. Uh, okay. Later. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it literally was just an S for Superman. The first time yeah. it wasn't just an S was in the Christopher Reeve movie. Oh, so, okay. I yeah. can't remember. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. That, was, that was the first time it was like an alien symbol. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, that, that, that was sort of Superman's road to where we find him in Action Comics 1. Mm. If you guys weren't too bored. But, can yeah. I can I ask you, Connor, uh, look, I'm just staring at Action Comic 1. Yes. Can I ask you a question for fear that, I don't know, you may know it, you may not, um, but is there any, what's, what's the story behind uh, the red and the blue? Is that is that for America or, or what the colours? Was the, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just might. I used to it. know this. Uh-huh. I do not believe it's. Um, obviously, I'm not 100 sure on this, but I do not believe it's supposed to be for America. I think it's just okay. that it might just be that it's bright and it pops and it's modelled off a lot of athletes' costumes and stuff. Mm. But I could be wrong there. Yeah, just I'm. I'm yeah, just I wonder. I mean, because like blue and. Red. I mean, you see it with Spider-Man as well. I just wonder why. Just because it looks good on the page. I think you're right. Maybe it just it pops. I think it pops, and maybe there ha- there might have been something to do with the ink, the coloring, the printing. Uh, I don't know. That's what that, I'm just I'm just yeah. searching here. Man, I really uh, wish I knew might- now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I know green was um, what was it? No, there was something to do with green and Incredible Hulk. They made it. It was actually meant to be grey, but there's something yeah. wrong with it. the printing. Um, so maybe blue and red were a lot more um, s- certain, like that you'd get the colour that you wanted. I don't know. All this stuff from- I researched, and I missed the colours on the costume. <laughs> <laughs> right, but that that brings us to Action Comics number one, published mm. in June nineteen thirty-eight. Yes. Yep. Yes. And the uh, the cover is uh, very iconic, uh, at least for a lot of comic book fans who know it. I'm sure actually the the greater public would recognise this as well. It's uh, it's Superman with a a, a car above his head, uh, smashing it into a rock with a couple of fleeing uh, fleeing men who you can only imagine were were in the car. Uh, very very recognizable image and uh yeah. and the font for action comics hasn't hasn't really changed has it i mean it pretty it's... much hasn't changed at all mm, mm. um yeah like the, I don't, people are, like there's always i always go in my opinion blah blah but i'm just gonna say this is the most iconic comic book cover that's mm, yeah oh yeah i, um, I think yeah yeah I, I i just like and it's it's a good cover <laughs> i reckon I, yeah, I reckon, like, I'm, I'm being realistic. I reckon maybe seven to eight out of ten people, you'd ask, would probably know it. Like, you know, you've got to take into consideration people who absolutely have no interest in comics or whatever. Oh, yeah, whatsoever. definitely. I'm not saying it's yeah, recognisable yeah. by everyone. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. in terms of but, I mean, that's, covers, it's the most yeah. recognisable. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, it, and it, but, but, you know, even amongst those who don't collect, there, there would be a fair few that would recognise this. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been, it's been The Simpsons. 
Our yep. Homer's going through the swamp meat garage sale, and he's just going, crap, crap. He pulls out a copy of this, goes, crap, throws it away. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah. It's a, yeah, I think it's a great cover. It it literally pops <laughs> right mm. out at you. And I love the face on that guy who's running away, holding his head in his hands. Yeah, It's like, yeah. what is happening? <laughs> well, the art is, uh, I guess it's it's ob- old. It's, of its time, it's old, yes. but it just reminds me of uh, of like comic strips. Yeah, you know uh, that sort of art. Where I mean, because it's easy now to to instantly think of comic book art in the modern era, where they're, they're so vast and varied and so many different styles. But this is very, to me, very much like a comic book strip, yeah. like a, a newspaper. Comic that, was, that was a big thing. That's where comics mm. were biggest back then. Was in comic yeah. book strips and that kind of. Sort of started becoming bigger in these when this came out. Um, yeah, a lot of things started when this came out, obviously, but that was one of them. Um, Who, yeah. Who's the cover artist? Do you know? I'm assuming it, it's Schuster. It's Schuster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it would have yeah. to be Schuster. Yeah. Uh, like it was oh, yeah, just, I mean, yeah. It was just those two working on him. Um, they, yeah, I was, I was about to say back in the day. I mean, they're probably number one. They probably didn't have guest artists on the covers, of course. Yeah, and when yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. like all their other characters, like uh, they sold the rights to publish Superman in this Action Comics number one mm. uh, for one hundred and thirty dollars. So I think awesome. they got. I got. I think they got paid ten dollars per page. Oh, okay. Which would, would have been a lot back then, right? I think I read that it was like the equivalent to two point two thousand dollars today. Oh, okay. Per page. Um, okay. All up. So 130 is like $2.2,000. So they would have gone $2.2,000 for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. But, yeah. And they, they kept working on him for a while, obviously. But, uh, yeah, good cover. Yeah. It has good. been... I found this out as well. It's been compared before to Super... Uh, not Superman. Hercules Clubs <laughs> of the Hydra. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, is, is that a um, famous painting, or yeah. is it a? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of similar. I, I don't know if it's like. I think it might be coincidental, maybe. But if, if maybe, they're into Hercules, if they're yeah, into Hercules, exactly. it might not have been coincidental. Um, but yeah, no, it's just Superman smashing the absolute crap out of this car. There was a really yeah. cool in your town, Ray, Sydney. Mm-hmm. They built like a giant Lego version of this cover. Like a life-size oh. one or something. Um, Back in the 90s or? No, like recently. Oh, okay. Um, a couple of years cool. ago. I think I have a photo of it. I'll send it to you later. Oh, right. Awesome. Um, but yeah. yeah, I will read out the synopsis or yes. the summary of this issue. As a distant planet is destroyed by old age, a scientist places his infant son in a space capsule and launches it towards Earth. The capsule is found by a passing motorist who brings the baby to an orphanage where the child astounds the attendants with his superhuman powers. The child, who is named Clark Kent, can jump over buildings, lift enormous weights, and run faster than a freight train. Furthermore, his skin is impenetrable. Realising that he has powers far beyond normal humans, Clark dedicates himself to serve humanity as Superman, the champion of the oppressed. Superman learns that an innocent woman named Evelyn Curry is to be executed for murder. He captures the real murderess and delivers her bound and gagged to the governor's mansion. He breaks through the door to confront the governor and convinces him to call off the execution at the last minute. At the Daily Star, where Clark works as a reporter, he's given the assignment to cover the stories about a man with amazing strength named Superman. 
He hears a tip about a wife beating and rushes off to cover it. It changes into Superman and stops the man before he kills his wife. Returning to the Daily Star, Superman asks fellow reporter Lois Lane out on a date, which she accepts out of pity. A thug named Butch Matson tries to cut in while Clark and Lois are dancing. To protect his secret identity, Clark pretends to be a cowardly weakling. Convinced that Clark is a spineless worm, Lois slaps Butch and walks out. Enraged, Butch and his friends lead the club and take Lois prisoner. Superman spots them and gives chase, smashing the car with his bare hands. He picks Lois up into his arms and carries her to safety. She's astonished, and the next morning she tells her editor about her experience with Superman, though she's even more cold to Clark than before. <laughs> Clark is given an assignment to go to San Monte, a war-torn South American republic. First he goes to Washington DC where he spies a slick lobbyist, Alex Greer, trying to convince Senator Barrows to involve the US in a war with Europe. Superman grabs Greer and demands to know who he's working for. Greer refuses to talk, so Superman jumps up to the top of the Capitol building and threatens to smash Greer to the ground. And it ends on a cliffhanger with Superman missing the jump to the next building to intimidate him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, action number one, 1938. Action packed. Action, action packed. I will point out that we are just covering the Superman portion of action comics number one, so... You Chuck mm-hmm. Dawson and Zatara fans might be disappointed. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, yeah. We are very Superman-centric on this podcast, so we have to yeah. cut the wheat from the chaff. And it's taken a million years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess let's hear it from the Superman first. Connor, Connor L. Um, uh, this issue, What I mean, yeah. How, when did you read it? Did you – what are your thoughts? Uh, this is a reread for me. I've read mm-hmm. it a couple of times before. I yep. really enjoyed it. It uh, it was just yeah, it was it was just action packed. Uh, mm-hmm. He was he was giving the bad guys the business. There was some funny bits in there. It was interesting. I mean, obviously, it's interesting as well from mm-hmm. a historical point of view. Yeah. Um, some of my notes, I guess, uh, they spend time comparing, explaining Superman's powers by using insects as an example. Which I oh, yeah. thought was a uh, neat. Um, yeah, they're pretty clever with stuff like that, aren't they? Um, yeah, because they want—it's like kinda, they want to make it sort of believable. Yeah. Yes, well, yeah. exactly. I remember it reminded me of um, the TV show of The Incredible Hulk, and they want to kind of ground that in believability of you know some man turning into a green behemoth by talking about adrenaline and how you know when you're under extreme duress uh you can actually tap into this hidden strength and uh i like how they they really do uh look at you know the excesses of 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 science and, and yeah. kind of play with it similar to obviously biology with with ants here and, and grasshoppers i think it's pretty cool and I want to I want to read out this bit here because this is the first sort of faster than a speeding bullet speech mm-hmm. to go. Uh, he can easily leap one eighth of a mile, hurdle a twenty story <laughs> building, raise tremendous weights. 
and that uh, run faster than an express train, and that nothing less than a bursting shell could penetrate his skin. Yeah. They're all it's very pre- specific. I was about to say, very specific, very yeah. specific <laughs> points here um, to really kind of give you an idea of, of how strong and how powerful he is. But, yeah, yeah very specific. They must have works. done the measurements. Um, yeah, it does. And, like, he, uh, it's a lot less powerful than he is now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, le- nothing less than a bur- Like, so a bursting shell can hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, he's you know that's that's well, wouldn't child, child's days. play. Yeah. Although, did, didn't um didn't you say also as well, Connor? Was it the new fifty two? He he kind of reverts a bit. His yeah. At the start yeah. of his career, he's more like this, and then mm-hmm. as he sort of goes through, he becomes more like the Superman we know, where he's reading like whole books mm. in two seconds. And performing yeah. heart surgery. Yes, that actually yeah. happened, huh. and it was awesome. <laughs> uh, so, which yeah. is one of the reasons it's probably my favorite Superman run is that just Grant Morrison has that something that's not really been done in my opinion before is that he he puts the Golden Age, the Silver Age, and the Modern Age, and he just has it as like an evolution, right? In one yeah. run, it sort of tells this sort of origin story of Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, and how he became the Superman we know today. Well, yeah. he's, he's still young at the end, I guess. He's not like thirty; he's still like twenty. But yeah, you know, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, Daily Planet's called the Daily Star in this. Mm. My first people that didn't actually become the Daily Planet until Superman Nine, which is pretty early. Okay. Uh, okay. And there's, there's I much th- prefer the Daily Planet than yeah. the Daily Star. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think the Daily Star might have been an actual paper in Canada. I'm not sure. I think it was oh, like okay. a paper in Toronto. There was, uh, and obviously Krypton wasn't mentioned by name, but we know that Krypton was like named, just not on the page. And there's obviously the other thing where Superman is not adopted by the Kents. Mm-hmm. And this he's just left at the orphanage. The whole thing is because they had to uh, drop their pitch down to 13 pages. Oh, okay. So stuff like that was cut out. Yeah. Just to have more room. Um, like, Superman 1 has Action Comics 1, but, like, with each, like, a little bit added to each story in here. Yeah. And it also has more in his origin. Like, they name Krypton. They have him getting adopted by the Kents after they leave him at the orphanage. Then they have the Kents dying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was, I was tempted to start with that because it's, like, the complete version, but I thought that's cheating because this is the first. Got to go to ground zero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and like yeah. that, that art is product of its time. It's simple, mm-hmm. but I think it's very raw. It's very expressive. You mm-hmm. know, you mm-hmm. look at panels like Superman tearing down the door, and yeah. it feels very fluid. It has it, it portrays motion well, if that makes sense. Yeah, and body yeah. language. Um, yes, I mean, although there are still. Uh, I mean, I, I love that bit where he he's lifting up the governor. Is it the governor? <laughs> the uh, governor's the butler or whatever. Yeah, oh, the, everyone yeah. loves that. <laughs> Help! Uh, stiff as a board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, look, yeah, I think the art the art is good. I, I haven't read that many Golden Age comics. Uh, the only one that I can compare this one to that I've read, I've read a lot of uh, the Submariner, Namor. Um, ah, yeah, a, a yeah. similar similar time period as well in the 30s. Yeah. Um, and I I have to say I much prefer this art than than that. And you know, really? in the grand, 
Yeah, it's really, really um, flat and really abstract art. I really should send some stuff over to you. Uh, this, there's a lot more texture to this. Uh, there's a lot more shading, which you see here. Uh, you know, by today's standard, there's probably in yeah. excess, excessive shading in some of the bits here. But, you know, we're talking about a golden age comic, so there's no point really in, in comparing it with, with modern day stuff. Yeah, judging it by uh, contemporary standards. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I was, when I was reading this and, and thinking about, you know, prepping just for the show, uh, look, there really is no, there's no point in doing that. Um, and so the closest comparison I can make is, is Namor, uh, the Submariner. Uh, the story, yeah, again, I guess thing, things of the time, the pacing is, it jumps, I find, really. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> doesn't slow yeah, down. Ex exactly. From one panel to the other, all of a sudden Superman's talking to, to this other person, you know, and, and then all of a sudden he's, he's somewhere else. Uh, um, so that was quite interesting, I thought. And, and I'm all speaking, I'm speaking about this all from a historical, um, you know, like an appreciation point of view. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, again, as I say, Knowing full well uh, that this is a 1930s comic, uh, and and uh, yeah, it's very interesting to see how things were done back then. Yeah. But yeah, art-wise, it's for me, it's quite, it's really good compared to <laughs> the Submariner. So yeah. there's some I, I really love that panel where he's hanging on the side of the building. Mm. Oh um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the, um, well, actually, what I found then, like, yeah, that towards the side of the building, that's towards the end, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I found again, I was a bit thrown by again the second story that that came up. You know, uh, for me, uh, which one? Uh, which one's, you know, is that the wife beater? No, no, no. Uh, that, that's all fine. Um, and when uh, you know he gets shunted, Clark gets shunted by Lois Lane, and um, <laughs> he does the whole butch. Uh, Butch, you know, car bashing thing. And then it seems like the story's wrapped up. But then it goes into this secondary story. Maybe I've misread it. Yeah, you get this story that sort of leads into the next issue. Because it, yeah. end, it ends on, like, a cliffhanger, which is a really funny cliffhanger. Yeah. But, I mean, it's good, but it, it's such a um, distinct, yeah, <laughs> like, new act to it, you know? Definitely. It, it, yeah, it, it didn't actually coax you in and lead you into it. Um, so that, I, th I found that quite interesting as well. But um, yeah. yeah, no, it was um, it was enjoyable. Yeah, it's, it's only fourteen pages. Like this, I mean, as you say, there are other stories in action comics. But yeah, the the, the one that they wrote here is only fourteen pages. Um, mm. And like, yeah, as I said, like a, a lot of what I found with when I read Superman one is it adds transitions between these stories where I'm like. Oh, this is like an actual narrative now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Instead of just yeah. like sort of these two men doing these different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We got to talk about the wife, the wife beater here, Connor. <laughs> that was oh a bit man, of a, he throws a him one. into the wall. <laughs> he does. Uh, well done for doing that. But that that was a uh, such an odd, I think. I guess crime for him to be. <laughs> to, I'm just. To have chosen. I'll get hate for this, but people complaining about. Like uh, Superman and Batman v Superman for tackling that terrorist through the wall. Like, come on. What was sorry? What was this? There was a huge one of the big complaints about Batman v Superman uh, was. Do you remember in the start where the oh. terrorist is holding a gun to Lois? Yeah, and he yeah, yeah, yes, him yes, yes, through the wall. Oh yeah, and everyone's oh, like, yeah, like, oh, Superman used excessive force against him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not sure if I agree with that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. That was uh, a. Yeah. I, I find it similar to this, where he's just hurling this normal guy into this wall. 
Or, or does I he guess, punch him? Oh, I think no. he, he I think he punches him, but as well, I mean, I guess he is powerful, but he's nowhere near as powerful as say the the BVS Superman. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's also a good point. Um, yeah. But I guess this guy's a wife beater, and that guy was a big terrorist yeah. who just killed a bunch of people. So yeah, yeah. Not not so sorry, listeners, for opening any BVS can of worms. <laughs> Don't turn off the podcast because I like uh, Henry Cavill Superman. Okay. Oh, you know. Henry Cavill's awesome as Superman. I think. Yeah, I, I agree too. But there's. There's a, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people who don't agree, or they just hate the movie Bambi Superman, which I get. It's fine. We'll do yeah. we'll, we'll do episodes on them and do discussion. Oh um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd definitely love to open up the discussion and see what other people think, and yeah, uh, yeah, just compare notes on it. Um, and th- this cliffhanger, I just love. It. Like he's like, hmm, can I make it all the way to that building? Whoops, missed, <laughs> doggone it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, is this a cliffhanger for Superman's health or, like, the the guy's health? I don't know, but... Yeah. The next story does pick up with him in uh, San Monte. Uh, mm. there's, uh, there's, like, continuity in the first few issues. Uh-huh. There, there's, like... Well, there's not, like, multiple issue stories, but there is, like, ones that'll run two or three issues where he's doing something... I think he like hurls the guy into oblivion in the next one, which is pretty funny. Oh but, wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. This this. Uh... Oh yeah, and they're putting like little science bits when he's on the telephone wires. Uh, science bits as in yeah, like a stop will be electrocuted. No, you're not going to be electrocuted oh, yeah, yeah. unless you yeah. touch the pole. Yes. That, that's right. That was a yeah. good point, and uh, I can imagine it being such a um, a boon back then, you know, not commonly known. Whereas, you know, these days, you know, I'm I'm assuming a lot of people, where nearly everyone knows about that, but I can imagine that being quite an amazing fact back in the 30s. I'm assuming, <laughs> uh, and I love that. It's, it's kind of it's quite endearing when you, you see that kind of stuff um, because how times have changed and how much we know now. You know, yeah. Back. Mm. It's uh yeah. maybe we can talk a bit about Lois Lane. Yeah, um, well, yeah, Lois and, and Clark. Um, yeah, actually, I didn't bring it up before, but the whole love triangle between Clark and Superman. Seagull said he did that because he was awkward around women. Okay. And I'm like, how does that translate to a guy having a like love triangle with himself? <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, true. Know what's going on in your head, man? Um, <laughs> Maybe yeah, exactly. Inner struggles, inner struggles. Yeah. But no, I thought I thought Lois was a bit, um, yeah, a bit a bit harsh on, on you know, I, I, I was really feeling for Clark actually, and uh, but she again she shows a lot of strength here by standing up to to Butch. Well, she full on slaps Butch, uh, mm, which is really really cool. Um, who later but all, her, but you yeah know. yeah. It's the but all, but all that does is that it angers Butch and he has a go at Clark, which is pretty funny. And Clark's like, oh man, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't me, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, she's very. She seems like you know she's quite quite strong, uh, strong minded. Yeah, in a lot of these early issues, while I like her, I just I find her very mean. Mm. I just find her mean spirited because she just like it, yeah. So what if Clark's like a wuss? You don't have to. I mean, I guess standards were different back then, like for yeah. quote-unquote manliness. Uh, you know, if you're acting like Clark, 
Yeah. Oh, look, and <laughs> you know, and and Lois is written by by two guys here, and and I think, uh, yeah, to really bring out this buffoonery of Clark, you, you've got to have an um something offsetting him, and so you've got to have someone like Lois. Yeah. Pointing out to the reader how inept how he is. How much of a, yeah, useless... Yeah. Uh, and, but the thing I love about these... Because reading this now, you'd think... So every action comics issue is just going to be Superman solving random crimes and stuff. You know, corruption, yeah. hanging people off flagpoles. But <laughs> the relationship between Clark and Lois, believe it or not, actually develops throughout all these issues. Oh, she wow. becomes a bit, She becomes a lot nicer to him. And ends up genuinely like liking him, despite the fact that he's a bit of a coward. Mm. Uh, and it's 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 a really nice thing to see, especially in comics this old, like to see that sort of character development. Yeah. And it makes you like her a lot more as well. And there's also like uh, Superman starts caring about her genuinely as well. Like he's he, he, they treat it like a bit of a laugh early on. Like he's laughing at the fact that she's in love with Superman. Oh, okay. Um, because he thinks it's, like, a great big joke, but then, like, he seems to, you know, genuinely be upset when she nearly dies and stuff, so... Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I'm a big fan of the, this particular... the characters of this particular era. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Lois very much has a look of, of a, a, I guess, of, of that era. I mean, yeah. I, I know that sounds very obvious, but uh, she's very different to, to how she's kind of morphed over the years. Um has she has she always had black hair? What's she, I thought she had brown hair. Uh, it was black for ages, and then it sort okay. of became brown. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of brings me back to when people were complaining uh, that Amy, Adam, Amy Adams had red hair. Oh, look, really? Um, I, look, I yeah. don't really. What, what, what oh, were your just, thoughts on that? On that, like, um, I didn't really care. Uh, yeah, it was bright red, and it wasn't exactly like her in the comics. But you know, she used to have black hair, and then she had brown. So yeah, I think those little those little quibbles. I mean, if she's playing the core of the character correctly, then that really shouldn't matter, should it? I mean, but you're, you're saying some people had had quibbles about her portrayal of Lois, not only just her look. Oh, I, I was just saying people were complaining that she had red hair. But, yeah, there yeah. is people complaining about her betrayal. Um, but, I mean... I, red um, hair? Come on! <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, we'll get into all that when we cover those yeah. things. But, um, um, you know, I think she's fine. Yeah. But I, yeah. I just thought it was funny. And I guess it also reminds me of Daredevil. I remember I was annoyed that Daredevil didn't have red hair. Ah, uh, right, yeah. Yeah. Apparently they tried to dye his hair or something, but it just didn't look good. I could have didn't sworn suit him or something. Yeah, I could have sworn um, the early early promo pics of him had at least a very small hint of red. Not not like he's actually dyed it, but they've tried to insinuate that it's kind of reddish. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah, obviously what? Yeah, it mustn't have worked. Um, and did Ben Affleck have red hair? I think they. He in, did. In, yeah, yeah, they, 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 they uh, made it. It was like dark red, though. Dark red, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think, is fine. I think it's good. Yeah, I, I thought, mm. um, actually thought Ben Affleck was a really good uh, Matt Murdock in Daredevil, which is mm. not a popular opinion, but I will say, go and watch a director's cut, guys. It's actually I a know. lot better. 
I've got to. Everyone says it. It's good, and I, I yeah, I want to really watch it as well. So um, it's a really bad playground scene, but ah, oh, no. Uh, but other than that, other than that, it's like a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The romance plot becomes a side plot, so you know. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Good. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, which is yeah, which is good. Yeah. Anyway, enough about. Time. Anyway, yep, yep. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess. Um, do you have anything else to say about? Um, no, I mean, no, I pretty much was about the artwork and just the, the differences in, in the pacing and the story. I mean, like even the, the panel layouts, but they're, they're very synonymous of the time, I'd imagine. I mean, it's very, um, like they pack a lot of panels in, don't they? In, in yeah. each of the pages, which, you know, you don't often see the closest thing I can see to a splash page is probably that iconic image uh of him of cra- yeah and even yeah. then it's only about a third of the page it's a third of the page yeah, yeah yeah uh so they they do and i guess it's 14 pages they do chuck a lot in there they pack a lot in there yeah uh so you're not left wanting for story uh but other than that yeah just the and just the um i don't know just the the, the little funny moments like well not funny but Things that took me out of, uh, you know, like the wife beater thing that like, kind of threw me. And yeah, I, I, actually, yeah, yeah, we never got into why that threw you. Oh, it just, um, it's just such a random sort of <laughs> kind of crime to go investigate. I mean, I guess of course he could be investigating any crime. You know, we can't expect murder and and, and robbery and all that. But um, I don't know. Just, just really weird. It's one of those. Yeah, things it's a bit strange because they're like he's a. He's a reporter that's been told to investigate Superman, and then some guy's like, Kent, someone thrown yeah. in the tip of a white beating. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I guess a lot of that stuff isn't really discussed. I mean, not that, you know, that's a good thing. But, but yeah, he um, just, the, I mean, the thing is, like, he just needs to get there to beat up the bad yeah. beater. Um, yeah. Yeah, but no, it's um, no, it's a very, very cool, very cool issue. And and you did mention as well, right? And it was at the beginning. It's about all about leaping. So there's no flying at the moment. It's all very grasshopper. Yeah, he's just jumping everywhere. Mm, um, but he's got he's got awesome balance because he's on those wires. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, quite dexterous. Um, <laughs> um, this this Superman actually had one or two qualities that the new Superman doesn't have. This Superman's immune to mind-altering effects, for one. Oh. Um, like, completely. Pretty sure he's immune yeah. to magic, too. Uh, oh, this is this is later down the track, is it? A bit later, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, okay. It's still, still technically the Golden Age Superman. Um, actually, the, the artwork gets better with each issue. I find Action Comics 1 has, like, the... I don't want to say weakest, but, like, it does, it does have, like, the most... Mm. unrefined art out of all the early action comics like they're still joe schuster um it's yep. just stuff like the s will be red in every panel and the border okay. as well yes like consistent stuff like that um, well and also i noticed as well uh it seems some panels it seems superman doesn't have a cape and others it does um and the pants are blue in one panel as well uh yeah the color <laughs> the coloring kind of goes a bit up. i can't see any panels where he doesn't have a cape though um, I was just looking at one just then. It was uh, oh, it's on the page twelve of the fourteen. You bet he will. Uh, it's a close up, the last panel on the lower right. Can't you see right. the little red things? No, well, not on this edition. No, I, I, I'm reading the uh, the loot box reprint of Action One. I have. Oh, okay. Um, maybe. Uh, 
I don't know. Yeah, maybe this dodgy edition that I have. I don't know. Uh, yeah, um, blue. I have the omnibus as well. I'll see what it's like yeah. in there. Um, uh, and I think towards the beginning as well, if I, well, he's getting changed into the Clark Kent, so I guess he's taken the cape off already. Um, there's a bit here when he is talking to the governor after the guy in the green robe, uh, and there's a little clock in the nine minutes to go. He doesn't have a cape there. Yeah. Uh, in my omnibus, uh, yeah. he yeah, the cape parts are blue. Ah, right. It's just this reprint. Uh, they are red. Does that oh, mean this that's... reprint was touched up? Wow, interesting. Ah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, does, uh, are we going to rate this one, Connor? Or? I'll rate Yeah, I mean, uh, it's... Uh, I feel like it's a bit mean rating it, but... I know. Uh, like it, yeah, I know. Not because it's bad, but, like, I mean, let's just... Let's not rate this in relation to other stories, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, sure. Well, I thought I thought this I thought this was really fun. Like I had a oh, like I had a lot of fun reading this. I was never bored. Mm. You know, it was action packed. There was char- there was characters everywhere. Like everyone had yep. a personality. Mm. Um. You know, yeah, mm. it did its job. It's called. Uh, yeah. Can we just talk about the fact that the governor has a steel door? <laughs> <laughs> Surely that was just put in to... To show off his amazing Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but it's still well, pretty funny. Like, <laughs> Well done. A steel door, you know, but he's got plasterboard walls. It just, you know, takes makes total sense. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, yeah, I, I enjoy this as well. I mean, you when you read a comic like this from the Golden Age as well, you, you really have to just embrace the era. As well, again, like I've I've just got to say, so you know, yeah, it, it's um, tough because like I have a whole omnibus yeah. of these which I enjoyed reading, but mm. like I'm not saying they're worse than other stories I've read. That it's just so different. It is. To what it we're is. Used to. Exactly, and so you have to you know just read it on its merits. Like and, even and to the stuff. Silver Age, it's just hugely different. I know, um, yeah, because he's and doing I'm, stuff yeah. that's just so mundane, you know. Mm. Like yeah, today. Yeah. I just want to point out that all of these problems he deals with, they yeah. still exist today, guys. Just pointing <laughs> that out. Yep. Scary. Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't eradicated it from me. <laughs> Times haven't changed that much. Um, no, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So no, but, but it's it's really good. I did enjoy it. It was a uh, it was a nice little look. Um, yeah. I guess yeah, I'll I'll rate it by like. Golden Age standards, I guess. Um, yeah, okay. Let, let's make a particular gold rating, like just for Golden Age. I'll compare it to... Uh, and then we do it for Silver Age as well, because they really have to stand alone. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, yeah. Um, let's see. Hmm. Golden Age standards. I'm thinking back to all the other Superman I read, Phantom, Batman. Uh, I'm going to give this a nine. It loses. Ooh. It loses a point for obviously the jumping around everywhere, but it was really fun, entertaining. It was quote unquote thrilling to see Superman do his thing. Um, obviously, yep. uh, there's historical enjoyment in there as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, no. I, there's just there's not much I found wrong with this aside from like the weird art and the jumps to everywhere. No yeah. pun intended, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, nine. Yeah, nine eighth miles. 
Oh, nine eighth miles. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I'll have to. I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it a solid seven and a half. Uh, I reckon. Um, I, again, I'm going to compare this to the Submariner. No yeah. more. And when I would, and I would give that a. I'd give that a five. Oof. Best, I think. Um, Man, rough. Yeah, I mean, like story-wise, because it goes into a lot of the, the like the Nazis and stuff, yeah. and, and some, and it is a lot of fun because you see uh, Atlantis, you see under, uh, you know, underwater, but the the art it was a real slog. Um, so this, you know, no pun intended again by leaps and bounds, I think yeah. surpasses surpasses that. The the mundane activities you're talking about, Superman, I didn't mind that much in this story as well because again of this age. They haven't gotten yet into, uh, what should we call, you know, multiverses and whatever these super days, villains. super villains and civil war and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it, w- it was kind of fun anyway to see. Uh, so seven and a half, I reckon. Seven and yep. a half. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say wife beaters, but that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd the seven other half go? <laughs> you just rip them in half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seven and a half um, crushed cars. Then how's that? Yeah, crushed cars yeah. works. Good old Butch. Good old oh, Butch. And I, I mentioned last week that Superman didn't. He punched people more often than you know. Uh, like I felt like it. It might have been a bit out of character for Golden Age Superman to lecture Bush like that, but I redact that statement. Because ah. I saw panels, I saw pages from Action Comics 8 where he was literally going, I can't go, like, I shouldn't be going after the criminals too hard because society has made them this way and our society is forward and corrupt. Ah. And that was only in Action Comics 8, so that's very wow. shortly after this one. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Th- yeah, there is that big link. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Excellent. Well, there you go, faithful listeners. Action one, we've got that uh, under wraps, and uh, and we'll have show notes to a lot of the references, um, yep. such as Superman's influences and uh, the kind of origins of of Action Comics, as we've discussed earlier. The model podcast. for Lois yeah. Lane as well, which is the model for Lo- yeah, kind yeah. of uncanny when you look at it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we, sh- we shouldn't forget that that f- picture that you mentioned of Hercules. Yes, Hercules. And, uh, the parallels. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll be linking all the stuff I mentioned uh, uh, for interest's sake, especially like the pictures and stuff. Um, yeah, no. Yep. Sounds good. Good. So we have an idea of what we're doing <laughs> next fortnight, but yep. I've been thinking on it. I'm not 100% sold on it, so we're going to keep you guys in the dark. What are we doing next time? Ooh. <laughs> if you do want us yeah. to cover something specific though, mm. just let us know and we'll we'll probably do it. Yeah. Oh, the reason absolutely. I say probably is like we have a couple of like vague plans yeah. for the future at some point and if you want us to cover something that's in those plans and we probably won't do it until then, but mm, that's right. Yeah, but we're happy to happy to hear suggestions and um and again such a such a, a vast pool that you can pick from Superman. So um, there's no reason why we, we wouldn't do it apart from what Connor said. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of cool. I'm glad, actually. That's the first time I've read Action 1, so I'm glad I can actually say I've read this. 
this issue. Now. Yes, uh, important issue, just a bit of an important issue in Superman's history. Oh, in comic books in general, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good old Butch, the first supervillain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Until Ready. next time, May... Uh... <laughs> you don't get your podcast mixed up. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember, remember what we did last week. We do Up, Up and Away. Oh, yeah. Up, Up and Away. And away. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.